We're going to get started in just a minute. But before we do, I want to talk to you about Anchor by Spotify. It is the easiest way to make a podcast with everything you need all in one place. Let me explain. Anchor has tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. When hosting on Anchor, you can distribute your podcast on listening platforms like Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. And best of all, Anchor is totally free. This is what I use for my podcast, and it is fantastic. Download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. March or Die podcast. So glad to have you with me today. Looking forward to our conversation. And I'm going to jump into this in just a second. But talking about today, the importance of calling for fire support. <laughs> the importance of calling for fire support. If you do not come from a military background, perhaps that is a strange concept to you. If you do come from a military background, you've been around the military you know what that means. We're going to talk about that here in just a second. But before we do, again, thank you for listening or watching. If you're over on YouTube watching, thank you for being there. Please subscribe to the channel. You can hit the notification bell. That lets you know when this and other content comes online there. Share it out if you think this would be a help to, to, uh, to someone in your world. And leave a comment. would love to hear from you. Uh, other places, this will be posted, of course, Facebook and Instagram as well. If you're listening to the podcast uh, audio version, thank you for doing that. Please take a minute to subscribe to whatever service it is you're using to listen to this podcast, and that would be fantastic. Again, I want to make sure that when new episodes come online, you have the opportunity to, to hear those as busy as life is. We, we have every intention of coming back to the things we want to listen to or watch, uh, but life is crazy, so we don't always have the opportunity to do that, and I want to make sure that you do. So again, thank you for joining me. I trust that this will be a help to you today. As we consider the various <clears throat> issues surrounding the battles of life and uh, everything in life is a battle, isn't it? We, we could talk about the good things or the bad things, whether you're trying to get an education as a young person, maybe as an older person, you're trying to uh, maintain and grow a relationship, you're trying to develop and raise children, you're doing work that is vocational and that you're being paid for it or work that you're passionate about, you're not getting paid for it, but you're leaning into it. All of these things include battles. Everything worthwhile includes struggle. Sometimes though, along the way, as we have discussed so many times, you can be doing very good things, dealing with the struggles that come with doing those very good things, but find yourself in an unexpected battle. An obstacle comes up in front of you. Someone walks out on you. An economic situation you didn't anticipate falls on top of you. There are battles to be waged. There are wars to be fought. And if we're going to move forward in a good way in our lives, we just have to understand that. We've said this before, and this is really where the name March or Die for this podcast comes from, that in life, we only have two choices. We can march. That is putting one foot 
in front of the other, making good things happen one step at a time, or we can die. And dying is not always the physical kind. In fact, quite often it's not. Dying can mean simply deciding that working hard, accomplishing, pushing past the obstacles and through the difficulties and fighting the battles, it's just too hard. So we're going to exist, we'll breathe air, we'll perhaps work a job and maintain mediocre relationships, but nothing significant will happen. We are, for all intents and purposes, dead, emotionally, spiritually, uh, uh, physically perhaps, but emotionally, spiritually, and relationally, we're dead. We have to decide somewhere along the way that we are going to march. But we find ourselves from time to time in situations where the wall in front of us, the obstacle in front of us, the difficulty in front of us is just too big for us to overcome on our own. We've talked about the importance of a team in past episodes of this podcast. If you didn't listen to that one, go check it out. The importance of a team. You have to have the right people around you. You have to. It's the right people who will encourage you and strengthen you and give you courage when you are overwhelmed by fear. It's the right people who allow you to move forward in a good way. We've talked about that. We know that. But there will come a time in any significant battle where we have to reach outside of ourselves and ask for help. One of the things that's fascinating to me, I've talked about this before, and if you've listened to me in other places, you've heard me talk, maybe you've heard me talk about this, that it's amazing to me that in combat, if you're good at asking for help, you're able to get on the radio and reach outside of your current situation and get support. Maybe it's fire support that you're able to get. You get that support. If you're able to do that, you often will be lauded as a hero, as someone who's good at their job. Because you found yourself in a bad situation, you identified that you were in that situation, you're able to look outside of yourself, get the help that you need, and affect the battle. You can be, again, lauded as a hero in that process. But in life, when we find ourselves in these very real battles, these very difficult situations, these times that are often so overwhelming to us, uh, we feel like we come to believe That if we ask for help, we're weak. Or at the very least, people will think we're weak. And so we go through life needing help and never reaching out for it. There is value in calling for fire support. I come from a Marine Corps background, and the Marine Corps talks often about the combined arms dilemma. (laughs) The Marine Corps has the ability as an organization to provide not only boots on the ground, those infantry troops, but air support. We secure and and call for and control our own air, but also artillery, that indirect fire. And when you put all of these together, when they're all working together, that is a combined arms dilemma for the enemy. The enemy has to decide, do they want to deal with the people on the ground? Do they want to deal with the aircraft? Do they want to deal with the indirect fire support? What are they going to do? Bringing all of these things to bear creates a nearly impossible situation for an enemy. But all of those, to be coordinated, requires someone who's willing to ask for, for help, for support. 
And that's what calling for fire support is all about. I'll never forget the experience. And again, I've told this story before, um, but I, I love this because it illustrates this point so well. Our, our unit had been moving north from southern, ba- uh, southern Iraq all the way to Baghdad. We were making our way north. We found ourselves in Baghdad, uh, an incredible fight to get to the, lo- the location where we were supposed to be. We got in there. We secured the grounds of the presidential palace where we were supposed to, uh, to be, and the battle continued. We were told that through the intelligence sources that we had that a counterattack was being planned on the location where we were currently holed up. (laughs) Uh, We had done a lot of fighting to get in there. We had expended a lot of rounds. Our Marines were exhausted. We were just about spent on every resource that we had. And now, not too far away from us, a counterattack was being mounted. One of our Uh, Marines. One of the Marines that was with us was a forward air controller. He's a pilot who was assigned to our unit to control air, to call for air support when we needed that. He got on the radio and he reached out and realized that an A-10 Warthog, (laughs) an incredible aircraft, was on station. It was close enough to support us. We had fought all night. We had gotten to where we were supposed to be, a battalion of Marines ready to fight who had been fighting, But the odds against us were stacking up, and someone was able to call for support. He got a hold of the pilot who was flying that A-10, and he told him what we were dealing with and talked him on to our location and where we thought the counterattack was being planned and staged. He got him onto location. He, the pilot of that A-10, was able to engage the targets, the bad guys that were planning the counterattack against us, effectively ending the counterattack. I'll never forget it because you you see that plane coming in and then it came in again and then the third time it came in and and fired those cannons that it has that it's famous for. The sound of that and watching all that take place, an incredible sight. But what that represented for us on the ground was a victory. We had fought. We had done our absolute best. We would have continued to fight. But because one of the Marines who was with us had the ability and the will to reach out and call for support. We did not have to deal with the counterattack, and we were able to continue the operations in the city of Baghdad with very little incident. That act saved, I would imagine, many lives. We have to understand that calling for help Reaching out for support is not a sign of weakness, but rather a sign of strength. Both the pilot and the forward air controller on the ground received uh, medals of valor for doing that. Isn't that crazy? That's the opposite of how we feel so often about calling for help. But in our lives, if we're going to be successful in any meaningful way, we have to be willing and able to reach out for help, to call for fire support. A couple of things with this. Number one, you have to understand, in order to call for fire support, you can't win alone. You have to know that. You have to believe that. You cannot win alone. It doesn't matter how good you are. There will come a point, if you're moving forward, where you'll hit an obstacle, encounter an enemy, that you can't defeat alone. That's okay. We talked about this again in the importance of a team, an earlier podcast. Uh, It's okay to understand that, but you have to understand it. I cannot win alone. 
Next, you have to also realize that it's okay to not know everything. <laughs> it's okay. Every Marine that I've ever served with prides themselves on knowing how to do the tasks that Marines are given, how to fight an enemy, how to operate weapon systems, how to move from point A to point B in a meaningful way. But there are always times where you encounter situations that present questions and opportunities that you've not been taught how to deal with. That's okay. You don't have to know everything, nor do you have to be embarrassed that you don't know everything. How many people have made foolish decisions and continued pressing into things that they knew in their minds and in their hearts that they were not equipped to deal with? As I've said before, there are times when you have to stand alone. I know that. But stand alone as long as you need to while looking for that fire support to come your way, while, while trying to find the indirect or the air that can help you deal with the enemy in front of you. It's okay to not know everything. It's amazing how often we'll talk to people and they'll say something like, I don't want to get help. I should know how to do this. I don't want to ask for help because I should know how to deal with this issue. But if you don't, you don't. And it's okay. You don't have to know everything. Which takes us to the third point, and I've made it already several times in the last few minutes. Winners understand how to ask for support. Winners understand how to ask for support. I've made this point before. I've made it in other episodes. I'm not going to hammer it home. But winners <laughs> understand support. I was watching, not too long ago, a documentary with my kids. Um, I think it was called Breaking Two, uh, Breaking Two. Breaking Two. It was about the effort to break the two-hour mark for a marathon and, and all that went into that. An incredible, incredible documentary, an amazing story. Uh, breaking two hours on a marathon. I, I can't break four hours on a marathon, probably. But these guys were striving to break two hours. They fell just short. The next year, one of those guys came back and did it, an hour 59. But an individual runner, we consider that a very solo effort. In order to break two hours, what was required was a team of scientists and trainers for over a year dealing with the runners who would attempt this, specifically focused on this goal. There were nutritionists, there were medical doctors, uh, there were sports physiologists, there were others who trained on the best ways to run and the best ways to move. These very accomplished athletes learning new things. While they ran, there was a team of other runners running in front of them to uh, allow them to pace correctly and move correctly and stay on track. Those individual runners accomplishing an individual feat required a team. Winners understand how to ask for support. You'll never be the best you can be alone. We see next that calling for support is not yielding responsibility. It is accepting responsibility. This is a big point. Calling for support, asking for help, is not yielding responsibility. Now, in a world where we say accept responsibility, and you should, be responsible for your actions, and you should be, on and on we could go. We talk about responsibility. We somehow get the idea that asking for help means I'm abdicating my responsibility. 
Asking for help is not about pushing off your responsibility. It's not the same. That's pushing off your responsibility. Asking for help, reaching outside of yourself, calling for support, that's accepting your responsibility. I have a problem. I have an issue. I'm dealing with an obstacle. There's an enemy there that I'm trying to deal with that I can't exactly overcome. I need to deal with that. And in order to do that, I need to get help. That's accepting your responsibility to deal with the obstacle in front of you, even if that means doing the uncomfortable thing of getting help, asking for support, having someone come in. Imagine when we were in Baghdad, if that forward air controller who was with us on the ground could have, because he knows how, gotten on the radio and asked for help from that A-10 warthog, but didn't. Because somehow he felt embarrassed that he would have to ask for help. When he asked for help, he was embracing his responsibility to do everything that he could to affect the battle. Calling for support is not yielding responsibility. It is accepting responsibility. And finally, it's the twins of pride and insecurity that will eventually lead to death. When we talk about death, again, not the physical kind necessarily, although you know, we know people take their lives because they just get to the end and they say, I can't do it anymore. I know there's a physical aspect to this, but more specifically the relational and the spiritual and the emotional aspects. When we talk about those things, when we talk about death in that way, uh, I'm just going to get by, I'm just going to make it, I'm not going to accomplish anything, understand that the big enemies that will lead you to that place of death are often our own pride and insecurity. We're too proud to ask for help or we're insecure about what people will think if we do. Both of those are pride, by the way. They just manifest themselves differently. Pride and insecurity, an unwillingness for whatever reason to reach outside of yourself and ask for help will lead to death. How many relationships have ended when A good counselor could have helped them. (laughs) How many parents have struggled with their children when they could have reached outside of themselves for help or support? How many financial uh, issues, again, could have been avoided or worked through if only help had been sought? On and on and on I can go. Winners know how to ask for support. There is value in calling for fire support. I don't know what your issue is today, what you're dealing with, what you're thinking about. Whatever it is, understand that perhaps the most responsible thing you can do is reach outside of yourself, grab the handset of that radio, so to speak, (laughs) and get fire support on target. When you do, the act of asking for help will be the exact thing that brings you the victory you're seeking. It may be asking for help that allows you to put one foot in front of the other. That's the whole thing. I hope that's a help to you. It it should be. Put your pride aside, your own insecurities, what will people think. Stop worrying about all of that and instead focus on the, the mission. Focus on the battle in front of you Begin to eliminate the targets, eliminate the obstacles, and move forward. Because as we've said so often, (laughs) when you find yourself 
in the battles of life, when you find yourself in a place where the enemy is shooting at you and the rounds are falling around you, you really only have two choices. Really, just two. You can march, again, putting one foot in front of the other, or you can stay where you are and die. But the choice, as I like to remind you every single week, is entirely yours. Choose to march. Have you ever considered yourself a messenger? I mean, you are called by God, and aren't we all praying the big prayer, here I am, Lord, send me. So if we put two and two together, you've got a message to deliver, my friend. Whether it's mics like this, bookshelves around the world, stages to take, art to make, or businesses to build, it's time we start testifying truth, unashamedly, creatively, and in love. My name is Tamara Andress, the host of the Messenger Movement Podcast, which is designed to catalyze Christians to speak, write, build, and testify. I use my mic like a machete, so if you don't like to get your toes stepped on or pushed off cliffs to finally jump on in with Jesus, I may be too much for you. But if you're ready to turn your message into a movement and want to run with other messengers doing the thing at scale globally, search and follow the Messenger Movement Podcast on your favorite podcast platform or lifeaudio.com today.